Business's Big Podcast. It's Build a Big Podcast, the marketing podcast for podcasters. I'm David Hooper. Bigpodcast.com is the site. Got a lot of things with the name Big Podcast in it. My book is called Big Podcast. The newsletter, this is the audio version of that, that is called Big Podcast Insider. That newsletter specifically, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. It is delivered every Friday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern. So if you want the links and everything that I'm talking about with a little bit more commentary, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. This podcast, if you want it, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. What are you tolerating? What can you let go of? This is something that I have been thinking about a lot lately. Three weeks ago, I did something called KCRW's Radio Race. I talked about it here. Had an interview that was 28 minutes long, and I chopped it up into a four-minute segment. If you haven't heard that, when you subscribe at bigpodcast.com slash subscribe, you can go back a few episodes and hear what I did to make that happen. It was something I found very interesting because I am used to editing podcast episodes. This podcast episode It is edited. The interviews that I do, they are edited. But nothing like what I did for this KCRW segment. 28 minutes of raw tape edited down to just four minutes. And I'm not involved in it. It's this man's voice. That is it. I did some sound design. There are a few news clips in there. I've never had to walk away with that. The complete story told in such limited time. It ended up being a great experience, though. And like I said, I've been thinking about this concept over the last few weeks. Editing like that, it really forces you to look at the content that you must have and the content that you can do without. So I've been thinking about other places of my life where I can do this. I linked to an article about making decisions on whether to move forward with things or whether to drop them. And these are some of the things that this article says to think about. Is it taking too much of your time and energy compared to the reward that you get? Do you feel excited? Do you feel it makes you a better person? Do you have outside support for this project? Is your health suffering? The word decide, it literally means to cut off. It does not mean, I'll put this on the back burner, I'll think about it a little while, we'll just see how this thing rides out. A lot of people do that though. I've definitely done that. I've done that in my transition from music to whatever else was next. I've done that in relationships. I've done that with housing that I was in, jobs that I've taken on. We have a tendency to say, well, you know, just put this off, make that decision later. And what I have found is it is usually in your best interest to make a quick decision. There have been times, a couple situations, where I've made a decision too quickly, but I've found that as I've gotten older, I've got more experience, I feel more confident in making those decisions quickly. So I've got a lot of things that are getting ready to change here in the next couple of months. I will be updating you in the next issue of Big Podcast Insider. I'm also going to check on you because I'm curious about this for you. Is there something in your life that you're ready to let go of? That is something that you're probably going to hear a lot in January. First year rolls around, everybody starts thinking about this. Dry January. Don't drink at all during January. Do you need to let go of that? Well, maybe you do. I don't know. I'm not talking about that specifically, but things like that come up. Get on a health kick, end your relationship. There are more divorces in January than there are any other month of the year. Why is that? New year, new you, that whole thing. But also it's those decisions that people have been working on for a while. They say, well, we'll just get through one more holiday with the family. (laughs) We don't have to see him for a few months. Let this thing ride a little bit. Let it settle in. We'll go back to our prospective families next year It won't be so awkward when we don't show up with each other. So if you're thinking about a change 
you want thoughts on that, reach out to me, Twitter at David Hooper. Hit me up at bigpodcast.com. I'll be writing about this more, talking about this more here in the next few weeks. One of those changes that you may want for the new year is having more listeners to your podcast. That's one of the reasons that people listen to this podcast. I talk about it, getting more listeners. And it's not just more listeners, it's making people care about what you're doing, giving them something they're going to spread, talk about, be excited about. One of the ways that you can drive more traffic to your podcast, get your message out, and be more established in your genre, it is to write for what I'm calling top-tier publications. And by that, I'm talking about sites that a lot of people write for, a lot of people get mentioned in, and when they get mentioned, they're going to put it at the bottom of their website saying, as featured in Forbes, Inc., Fast Company, Entrepreneur, The Huffington Post. You know those sites, top-tier sites that not only do you have a shot at getting in, but you also have a shot at writing for. This is a great way for people to discover you that would normally not discover you. They're not into podcasting, maybe. I've got a funny story about it. A couple of years ago, my podcast was mentioned in an article in Forbes. And my 74-year-old mother-in-law, she emailed me. She said, hey, I saw you in Forbes. I said, what? I didn't even know I was in Forbes. I didn't know that you read Forbes. I don't know how that worked. It must have come up when it said sponsored content or something. They're trying to get clicks and she clicked on it. I don't know. She's a New York Times lady. She does read a lot. So it wasn't a complete surprise, but still kind of a cool thing, right? Sometimes that listener that sees the article with you in it, that's the important one. For this, this gave me a little bit more cred with my mother-in-law. I had Apple approach me a couple years ago about a project they were doing here. This is a broadcasting project. And I mentioned it to my in-laws. They're oh, okay, okay, yeah. Well, now we understand what you do. (laughs) Sometimes there's a secondary payoff with something like this. And it's just having that known brand maybe give you a little bit of a boost with your family and the people that know you. But they also reach a lot of people on these sites. If you are interested, I've got the processes linked, the process for each one of these sites, all those that I mentioned, Inc., Forbes, Fast Company, Entrepreneur, The Huffington Post. Everything is laid out, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Email is not dead. All podcasters should consider having a newsletter. Those are my words. Let me give you the statistics. There are over 4 billion email users. That is half the world. And that figure is predicted to reach 4.4 billion within a couple of years. 96% of consumers check their email every day. 86% of professionals prefer to use email when communicating for business purposes. Meaning that if you've got a podcast like this, there's a business connected to it. Email is a great way to connect with people. They don't want TikTok. They don't want Instagram. They don't want Twitter. They want email. If you're going for an older demographic, when I say older, I'm talking, I don't know, let's say 30 something. Bottom line, if you're not going for teens, 20 somethings, Gen Z, if you got a real business that's not a fashion or trendy business, you want to have email. This is the reason that I have this email newsletter, newsletter newsletter.bigpodcast.com. This is the reason that I recommend that all podcasters get into email. This is a little bit embarrassing. And it's been a few years. I'm trying to think when it was exactly. Maybe, I don't know, 15 years ago. At one time, I had a really large email list. Had about 80,000 people on my list. There was another list that I had that I'd grown to 30,000 people. We know a little bit more about email than we did 15 years ago. We know, or at least I do, and that is that not all email addresses are equal It's important for your message to land in an inbox. Some of those emails, as the years go on, 
they're going to die and you need to replace them. So there is a constant churn that you're having with email. It's almost like a cigarette company. People are going to smoke cigarettes and those customers are going to die off. So you need to bring in new customers if you want to maintain or grow your business. Email is the same way. So when I say 80,000 and then that second list of 30,000, I have no doubt that a lot of those email addresses were not any good. Still, my message was reaching a significant number of people that way and I walked away from it. I said, no, everybody's going to social media. Let's move all of our efforts over to social media. It didn't work because you own email, you don't own social media. And you've experienced this, if you're on Facebook, if you're on Instagram, TikTok, whatever, that if your content doesn't fit the algorithm, it doesn't get shown. This is one of the issues that you may be having with Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Negative content gets more clicks. The more clicks you have, the more the content is shown. If you've got something remotely positive, maybe some good news that you're sending out, that's not going to get as much reaction from people. Because of that, that's not going to get seen by as many people. However, if you've got an email address, you can send something directly to somebody's box. It doesn't have to be everybody that sees it. It just needs to be the right people. So I suggest you get on email, get going with reaching the right people. It's like my mother-in-law seeing the article I was featured in. One person can make a difference, especially if you're selling high-end stuff. You've got consulting. You've got work that you're doing. It's a few thousand dollars. You don't need that many people. That money stacks very nicely. And those are the kind of people that use email. I'll mention it again. 86% of professionals prefer to use email when communicating for business purposes. With that said, Twitter, I still love it. This is why I say, hey, send me a tweet at David Hooper. It's an easy way for you to communicate with me. Say, hey, David, here's what's going on. I can look at it give you a quick response. We can have a personal connection, but it's not one of those things like email where it's going to get lost in a box. Twitter messages, Instagram messages usually get to those the same day. And it's very easy for me to respond to those. So if you ever have podcasting questions, do it at David Hooper on Twitter. If you want the Instagram account for Big Podcast, that is at Big Podcast One. And I've got 23 seldom used ideas on how to use Twitter list. One of the issues with Twitter is that it can be overwhelming. Messages come quickly and there are a lot of them. So this list that I have, there are tips and techniques that will allow you to get the most out of Twitter list. You'll never miss important tweets. You'll connect with important people. I love Twitter for that very reason. Everybody that you want to reach is on Twitter. Twitter, because of what I said with the short messages, if you want to reach somebody, you're far more likely to reach them with an at message, a personal reply, at David Hooper, here's my question, that's far more likely to get to me than an email will. And I can't tell you how many interviews that I have booked from something just like that. At Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton, hey, I'm down the street from you in Nashville. Let's get together and do this interview. Now, she wasn't one of the ones that I booked. <laughs> I had her sister come in, Stella. <laughs> but I have booked a lot of interviews via Twitter. So get on there figure out these lists, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. It's super helpful. You could do a podcast industry list. You could do an industry list for your specialty. It's really good to be able to use Twitter effectively. It's super quick. It's super effective and very, very personal. 
Speaking of writing, whether you're writing for these big publications or you are writing very small tweets, the next thing I have here, how to become a better writer, 16 expert tips. I've written a few books. Do you know that? I got a book called Big Podcast. I mentioned it at the top of this episode. Did you miss it? Okay. Bigpodcast.com slash book if you want more info on it. The audiobook is actually free with an audible trial. Bigpodcast.com slash book. With that said, I don't think of myself as a writer, but I've sold a lot of books. I've got the number listed in the newsletter, newsletter.bigpodcast.com if you're curious as to how many. Because of that, that's all a lot of people know me for. I remember being in a meeting. I don't know how this happened. I've known this lady for a while, and I think she just wasn't paying attention, honestly. She said, you're on the radio? Lady, yeah. I'm talking about it all the time. Got a podcast. The book's called Big Podcast. Oh, I thought you just wrote books. Okay. Well, at least you know that. At least you know that. Anyway, books are great for longevity. Books are great when you slap that thing down on a client's desk. He said, oh, okay, okay. You're the recognized expert. You need a speaking gig. I got a book. It shows that you have done your work. And if you're interested in doing more writing, whether for that newsletter that you need to be sending out, the tweets, the top tier publications, these are 16 expert tips that I've got linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Podcasters, believe it or not, because of the way we organize episodes, we have skills that are parallel to the ones that you need to successfully publish an article, newsletter, a book. When you look at these things, you'll say, oh, that'll work for my podcast as well. And some of the skills you're already going to have. When you look at this list, you can say, oh, I already got that skill. Okay, good, good. Some of them you're going to want to develop and all of them, even if you decide not to write anything, will work for you to make a better podcast. How to Become a Better Writer, 16 Expert Tips, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. One of the things that I do in the newsletter, speaking of writing, there's always commentary. You get some of it here, you get some of it in the newsletter, but I'm linking to other people's stories. So it's what we call content curation. That's an important thing for your podcast. In this issue, I've got a guide to curating content like a pro. It's going to work for your podcast episodes. It's going to work for any kind of newsletter that you do. When you sit down to do a new episode of your podcast, there's absolutely no reason for you to start with a blank page. What this article will do is it will guide you through the content curation process and make it easier for you to create podcast episodes that people care about. It will make it easier for you to do newsletters. If you're thinking, oh man, how am I going to do a newsletter? I'm already crazy busy with this podcast. I get it. Me too. That's one of the reasons that I'm thinking about cutting things off. I understand all about being busy. You've got to put your energy where you're going to get some kind of return. Also, what's going to develop you, what you like, what's moving your business forward. Content curation is one of those things that will make the process of you creating your own content a lot quicker. So check this out, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Build a Big Podcast. I'm here all the time. I've got some great episodes coming up. If you haven't subscribed, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. One of the things you will see there is a hint, unless you've been there in the last couple of days, that page looks a whole lot different from the last time that you were there. That's a tease for some announcements that I've got coming up over the next couple of weeks. Until then, do reach out to me, bigpodcast.com. Let me know what you've got on deck for the new year, what you're going to be bringing in, what you're going to be bringing out. I've got some great stuff that I'm excited about bringing to you. New books, new training, new podcast. Maybe, maybe. You just have to hold on. 
I'll be talking about it in Big Podcast Insider very soon, and also on the audio edition here. Do subscribe to make sure you don't miss anything, and I'll see you on the next issue and or episode.